The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Is week three going to be a bounce back week for a lot of our running backs? We got the rankings for you. We're going to talk about them. Let's dive in. What is going on, TFA fam? Thank you again for joining us. Let's hit on our top 24 running back rankings. Kicking it off with our top 12. We have Barkley at the top spot, followed by Jonathan Taylor, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, DeAndre Swift, Nick Chubb, Leonard Fournette, Derrick Henry, Javante Williams, and Najee Harris at RB12 for us in week three. Kev, out of this group, who's someone that you are excited about out of these RB? I think I can talk about a lot of these guys, especially at the top. I, I, I really am excited about some of these guys. But um, the guy I want to hit on is Leonard Fournette. Uh, you know, they are taking on the Packers this week. And honestly, Leonard Fournette, while he hasn't necessarily put up the type of fantasy production that we've been hoping for, it should be a lot better than what it's been. Right now in the season, he's he's only averaging 12.7 fantasy points per game, which is 19th among all running backs. But he should be more in the 15.7 expected fantasy points per game right now is where he should be. But there's a lot of encouraging signs for him. He's averaging 22 carries per game, which is second most among all running backs, with an 81% opportunity share. Uh, right now in this in this backfield. So this is absolutely his backfield. The only thing that we haven't seen, which has been kind of weird, uh, has been the targets because he only has three targets on the season with a 10% target share in this offense. He does have five red zone touches, no goal line carries yet, but he does have 192 rushing yards and 19 receiving yards. He's also first in evaded tackles, but he's also 10th in routes run. So I think the targets are definitely going to come for Leonard Fournette. And then if you look at this Packers defense right now, now it is early, it's only two games through the season, but right now they they rank 30th in rush DVOA, but they're 10th in pass DVOA. So this is a team you definitely want to try to run the football on. I think you see that here with the Bucs this week. The Bucs are dealing with a lot of injuries, plus suspension from Mike Evans. And so we'll have to wait and see. I, I don't expect Chris Godwin to play. Maybe he might be able to get in, but it's not looking good for him. So if he's out, uh, Julio Jones is very much up in the air if he's going to be able to play. So we could be looking at, Really, Russell Gage, Scotty Miller, Cameron Brait as kind of the, the main pass catchers here in this offense. And so I think you could see them really heavily lean on Leonard Fournette in this game and really get him going in the passing game as well. So I expect a bounce-back performance here from Fournette this week. Yeah, I'm going to talk about another bounce-back guy, and that's going to be Joe Mixon. Just want to touch on this real quick. He put up 83 scoreless yards last week against Dallas, but now he gets the Jets this week. So you can fire him up with absolute confidence. The Jets have been giving it up on the ground both weeks i think he's in the running for rb1 overall in week three but just to touch on some of the 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 other metrics surrounding him that, that kind of caught caught me off guard to be honest uh number one in opportunity share at 88 percent fourth and snap share but the the thing here that that kind of threw me off because something that we weren't expecting and something that's been missing from joe mixon's repertoire so to speak over the past couple of years and that's been his receiving involvement he is number one in routes run among running backs right now with 56. He's eighth in target share among running backs, and he is second in receiving yards as well. So, again, this matchup against the Jets is, is an absolute bounce-back spot for him. 
Not that you were thinking about sitting him, but I think he is in an absolute fantastic spot going up in week three. Moving over to our RB2s for week three, we're kicking kicking it off with Alvin Kamara at 13, followed by Antonio Gibson, Aaron Jones, Dave Montgomery, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Miles Sanders, James Conner, Cordero Patterson, A.J. Dillon, Ezekiel Elliott, and Kareem Hunt, and James Robinson at 24. Kev, RB2s, who do you like out of this group? Who do you want to talk about? For me, it's Antonio Gibson. Like He, so far through the first two weeks of the season, has been uh, a, a pretty productive running back so far. And, you know, he's kind of taken this opportunity that he's the second chance, uh, if you will, at an opportunity uh, for this team. Because, you know, heading into the season, it was looking like it was going to be Brian Robinson. And this man was out here running into sp- with the special teams and doing kickoff returns in the preseason. And obviously the unfortunate, you know, of, of Brian Robinson, you know, opened this opportunity for him. But Brian Robinson is back practicing. But he's not going to be back this week. He's probably still a few weeks away before he even has an opportunity. But if he continues to play like this, I don't know if he's going to if, he, if he's going to really get that much opportunity once Brian Robinson comes back. Because right now, Antonio Gibson right now has is averaging 16.1 fantasy points per game, which is 12th. But he's getting 71.4% of the opportunity share with a 14.1% target share in this offense. He's averaging six targets per game and 14 carries per game. He also has five red zone touches and three goal line carries so far on the season. And he's and he actually has a 19.2 expected fantasy points per game. So he has a little bit of room of improvement there as well. But he's fourth in yards per route run as well. And he's 17th in total routes run so far this season. So Antonio Gibson ha- has been really good so far this year. And, you know, I, I don't really mind this matchup whatsoever that they're going to be playing in this week. And so I just think I, I just think Antonio Gibson has kind of, uh, you know, turned himself into a top 12 fantasy running back right now. And if he's going to continue to get this kind of pass catching usage on a week to week basis, it's hard not to really love him. I mean, and, you know, we all thought, you know, J.D. McKissick was kind of was going to be in his way, was going to steal opportunities from him. But right now, I mean, that, that's just not the case. And so. Moving forward, you know, against the Eagles, I mean, the Eagles have been very much pass funnel offense uh, so far this year. They've been absolutely elite against the run, but they actually come in 29th in run DVOA so far on the season. So this is a team you can definitely run against. I can see them trying to keep it on the ground a little bit here in this game. We'll also have to see what Darius Slay's availability will be because that's going to hurt this passing offense as well. I think Antonio Gibson's in for another big day this week against the Eagles. So, um, you know, I think you can fire him up with confidence. All right, and the, the other guy that I want to touch on is actually somebody that uh, in our rankings, he's gonna he's right outside of it, but I want to hit on him because I have him as an RB2 this week, and that's Damian Pierce. I actually uh, really, I was really encouraged what he did last week. He actually had 15 carries in that game. He outcarried uh, Rex Burkhead in that game, and this is a very good matchup for them against the Bears. The Bears have been terrible against the run this year so far. They're 27th in, pa- in run DVOA, 17th in pass DVOA on the season, so uh, really the Bears have just been an absolute mess so far this year. They do have a you know some miracle win that they were able to pull off against the 49ers, but really this offense just hasn't been able to do anything so far this year. But so I do think Damian Pierce is going to get a lot of opportunities, and he looks like he's taking more of an you know a, a bigger role in this rushing offense. You know, Lovey Smith talked about before last week that they got to get him more involved, and they, you know that's exactly what they did. And he definitely looked like the better running back uh, you know on this team. So I really like Damian Pierce this week. The two guys I want to talk about. First, let's kick it off with Miles Sanders. Now, it it still sucks that the Eagles are rotating in Boston Scott and Kenny Gainwell. And then on top of that, you know, you're talking about the the carries that Sanders is losing that hurts. But this Philly offense is on fire right now. And despite splitting with those two other running backs, Sanders ranks 16th in opportunity share through the first two weeks. He's 10th in carries, 7th in rushing yards, 
He ranks seventh in true yards per carry per player profile as well. Now he gets a matchup against Washington, who have given up the second most fantasy points per game to the position, and they and they rank second to last in rush DVOA as well. So I think you can feel great about Sanders as an RB2, particularly where you uh, drafted him at as well. I talked about Joe Mixon being in a bounce-back spot this week, and I think the same can be said for Ezekiel Elliott as well. Now, this one isn't as sexy because Pollard, you know, we saw it last week, him really get involved, especially in the in the passing game. But this is more about the, the matchup versus how he's looked. With the Giants on deck, they've given up the 10th most fantasy points per game to the position. They rank 22nd in rush DVOA. And Cooper Rush, he, he looked pretty damn solid last week, you know, especially considering he made Noah Brown look like a thing. So I think you can go back to Zeke this week as a, as a solid RB2. Like I said, upside is is capped because of them getting Tony Pollard more involved in week two, which they which is what they should be doing, especially given the, the situation that offense is in. But Zeke can be trusted as a solid RB2. Kev, for the guys outside of our top 24, you know, maybe we're talking about a flex play, a guy that's a little bit further on down the rankings. Who do you like outside of this range for the folks that they can feel good about in week three? Well, like Lee Corso says, not so fast, my friend. I have Tony Pollard uh, right now, and I, I am I am strongly <laughs> considering putting him ahead of Zeke Elliott. Listen, it's the same name we talked about all offseason. People are going to want to hear it. And then, Robbie, cover your ears. Zeke Elliott's washed. Like, he's, he's just not good anymore. Like, like, I'm sorry. He's just not explosive anymore. I mean, it, the numbers are looking just like they did last year. He, 51st in yards created per touch. Uh, he did absolutely nothing last week in that game. He still had 63% of the snaps, 15 carries, 49 total yards. He hasn't got over 50 yards in either of the first two games of the season. Now, now I'll give him a little bit. Uh, you know, the first week was against the Bucs, and they have a really good run defense. But even this past week, uh, he still did nothing. And Tony Pollard looked like the better running back once again. I mean, if you look at Tony Pollard, same story, different year. He's 10th in yards created per touch. He is third in yards per route run. Like, he's just the better running back. He is more explosive than Ezekiel Elliott is. And while uh, right now he's getting about 45.3% of the opportunities from this backfield and 45.9% of the snaps, he is, to me, Tony Pollard, unless you have a, an elite better option, especially once we get bye weeks rolling, Tony Pollard should be a really viable candidate every single week to be in your flex spot. Right now, I mean, he has a 12%, uh, 12.7% target share in this offense, which is 14th most among all running backs as well. So, I really like uh, Tony Pollard, and uh, I think for everything you just said for Zeke Elliott, we can put there for Tony Pollard. Should have known that was coming. Should have known. Hey, it was yeah, on the show got... sheet all day, all day. You knew it was there, so you should have known it was coming. Show sheet, schmo sheet. The the, the, the RB3 flex, flexible guy that I want to talk about is going to be Travis Etienne. Now, it's been absolutely disappointing for ETN enthusiasts and drafters, but I think you can plug him in as a flex play this week and feel good about it despite the matchup. The Jags go, the Jags figure to be playing from behind, going up against the Chargers, and I think it means good things for ETN. Although he has only seen three more targets than James Robinson, he's run 14 more routes, and he's averaging 10.2 yards per reception to J-Rob's 5.7. On the plus side of this matchup, the Chargers have given up the 12th most receptions. They're tied for the 11th most yards, and they are tied for the most receiving touchdowns given up to running backs at two on the year. So I think ETN, you know, a guy that we were expecting to have the lion's share of the opportunity with James Robinson coming off that late Achilles tear, 
has not happened. But in this situation for week three, I think you can plug him in as, like I said, as a, as a flex level play and feel completely fine with it. That's going to do it for our week three running back rankings. We appreciate you guys checking out the show. If you have any questions, go ahead and drop them in the comments, or you can join the Discord, which is absolutely free. That'll be in the description below, where we'll be going live, answering all of your start, sit, trade, waivers, all those questions you guys got. That, again, that is live on YouTube, 10:15 Eastern on Wednesday night. Appreciate you guys. Hit us with a like and a sub, and we'll talk to you soon.